News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, and I'm here because of Cunis Honda Hyundai. They're the number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. I was actually at a charity golf outing yesterday. Ran into my guy Jason Buxman from Cunis Honda Hyundai. Checking in with me, you know, always always making sure the customer is, is happy and satisfied. He's like, yeah, I saw that Ram of yours parked in the uh, parked in the parking lot. He'll, you know, uh, it, I, I like I said, be, joining the Cunis family is the best decision I've made since moving to the tri states uh, uh, a little over three years ago. Check them on out, two twenty one North Thirty Sixth Street in Quincy, and just tell them Mark sent you. Lots to get to here on the show this morning. A rainy. Saturday morning here in the Tri-State. So if you're joining us on the uh, Kick FM, uh, the uh, sorry, the Kick FM, I'm wearing my Kick FM shirt, on the On The Mark KHMO Facebook page, thanks so much for tuning on in. As always, if you're listening on the Terrestrial Radio or through the app, join us on the On The Mark Facebook page. Post content there through the week, kind of give you some thoughts of topics that uh, we're going to hit uh, hit up throughout the week. And as always, it's a great way for you to reach me if there's any questions you have about uh Anything or if there's a topic you want me to hit on specifically, you can always follow me on Twitter, on Instagram as well, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Uh, to give you a little preview here of what we're going to be talking about throughout the show, uh, to wrap up the show towards the end of it, we got some Deshaun Watson news. He's giving uh, sworn uh, testimony in a, some pre-trial uh, depositions. So uh, some news coming out of that. What can the NFL do with Deshaun Watson? Maybe what they should do with Deshaun Watson. Um, uh, Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. College football Titans going at it here during uh, during the springtime as recruiting in the NIL is uh, we're starting to see a ton it kind of take shape in college football. Also, uh, the PGA Championship going on. There's a golf major, so you know I'm going to talk about it. And uh, I'm going to. Uh, I think what golf is showing us right now is what the whole sports world talks about. Every sport in the world talks about what golf has right now, and we're seeing in golf, it's not working. I'll give you all that coming on up. But first, we'll start with Hespin headline number one. We got some NBA playoffs to dissect. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, so we are two games into the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. Let's start in the West. Last night's game, uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors take care of the Dallas Mavericks, 126-117. And what really was uh, a kind of vintage Warriors display. You know, the Warriors are not as good as they were in 15, 16, 17, 18, that run. Um, and, you know, they lose Kevin Durant, injuries, bubble, and now they're kind of back in this same old core, new iteration version. Uh, and what we saw last night was that Toby Keith song, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. The Warriors are very dangerous still because of what you saw last night. I mean, the Mavericks were rolling in the first half. They had a lead in San Francisco on Golden State's court, 
And what does Golden State do? They go out and they outscore the Mavs 68 to, uh, to 45 in the second half. A couple big dagger threes from Steph Curry. And bada bing, bada boom, Warriors are up 2 nothing, no sweat. Um, and, and, and that just goes to show you this Warriors team, like I said, they can still be that level of dangerous. They can still be in the short outbursts, an, a, an absolute offensive juggernaut, the likes that we don't, I don't think we've ever seen overall in, in NBA history. Uh, but where the Warriors are, are struggling and they're not what they used to be is defensively, they just don't have the edge that they used to have. I mean, remember those early Warriors teams with Andre Iguodala. I mean, he won the MVP, the finals MVP, because he held LeBron to basically averaging 35 points. I mean, they had a, they had a, a defensive edge to them. Draymond Green is such a unique player and, and it's, um, I give him credit for being able to find ways to extend his NBA career and still be really, really valuable. But Draymond is, so past his prime, it hurts. Um, um, but he's still, again, on the defensive side, such a valuable piece. You know, such a valuable piece. A lot like Joe Kim Noah was in those kind of post Derek Rose years, where Joe Kim Noah came, I think, third in the MVP voting. At times, he's such a liability on the offensive end. But then what you see him bring as a playmaker, uh, distributing the ball, and, uh, and, and defensively, you just need him on the floor and his, and his brain and the way he sees the court for all of his other teammates. That adds such a level of, uh, of value. Um, but overall, this Warriors team just defensively, they can, they can be caught. They can be, they can be caught in bad spots. And that's why you see when Luca goes off last night for 42, and there's just times where Luca can just get whatever he wants on the floor. I mean, Jalen Brunson, 31 points. That has a lot to do with the fact that Steph was never a great defender, and he's certainly not aged well as a defender. Clay used to be a lockdown defender, but after the Achilles and the ACL, his lateral quickness is just not what it was. He still is long and can defend the three-point line pretty well, but off the dribble, you can beat Clay. And then there are young guys like a like a like a pool. Um, uh, and, 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 and Moody and, and these other guys, I mean, guess what? The injury to Gary Payton the second hurts because Gary Payton the second, you know, brought a defensive edge to the guard spot that, that the Warriors don't really have right now. So the Warriors winning game two was just massive because they shouldn't have won game two. They played not great in the first half, but then they were able to put on that five to ten minute warrior spurt that we were so used to seeing in 15, 16, 17, and 18 where offensively they just get lit on fire, doused in gasoline, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a really comfortable spot, 2-0. So for the Warriors, uh, they're, in a, they're in a great spot. They, they This series should probably be 1-1 and they get to leave go to Dallas 2-2. Um, Dallas, the series isn't over for Dallas by any means. But if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, it's got to kill you because you know at some point in time to win this series, you're going to have to win a game in Golden State. And that game was in hand. And Luka was magical in the first half. And and it just falls apart. And, and that kills you. It just absolutely kills you as a fan of a team because you know, you just know you have to win one of these games. So for Dallas, I, I'm not counting Dallas out. I picked Golden State to win this series as soon as this matchup was taken. I think I had him in six. I, I, I feel very comfortable about that still for 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 Golden State. In order for Dallas to win this win this series, they have got to find a way 
to just kind of beat up on the Warriors physically, be a little bigger, be a little more imposing, dominate the paint in ways that the Warriors cannot, and force them to defend you off the dribble and then down low. You know, get Draymond Green into some foul trouble in the paint. Get him off the floor. Force the the Warriors to live and die by, you know, catching up, playing the three-point game, and being a little bit bully ball at home. I think Dallas can do that. It wouldn't shock me if this series goes back to Golden State 2-2. Because I think Dallas uh, plays well at home. There's an edge. I mean, it's a, it's a really solid home court uh, advantage. The fans are very engaged in Dallas. Luka plays well. And I think, you know, Luka plays well when he's angry. When he looks at Devin Booker and goes, bleep this guy, I'm going to embarrass him. And I think after a loss last night like that, there could be a little bit of a chip on Luca's shoulder. Wouldn't shock me at all if Dallas comes out, guns a-blazing, easily wins game three. Um, you know, we'll see what game four looks like. Can the Warriors try to you know put this thing out in five? Well, that'll come down to, to what it looks like game four. Uh, but for the Dallas Mavericks to get to a game 5-2-2 and really have a chance in this series, I think they've got to find a way to be more physical down low. And understand that you can beat the guards, the Warriors guards, off the dribble. So can you get them in foul trouble, force Draymond Green into some bad uh, early fouls down low, just play big, and uh, and then, you know, then it's a crapshoot. Then, you, then you're hoping you can catch Golden State in a streaky night, and they're more streaky now than they were during those dynasty years. Uh, I still think the Warriors will win this series. Who knows where we'll be at a week from now when uh, when I'm when I'm with you guys next. I think the Warriors will win this series because I just think offensively they have so many other options. Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins played really well the other night. Like they all have an ability to go off at any point in time, and Dallas knows they have Luca and who's going to score with Luca is such a crapshoot. Most of the time. No one really does. Um, and if you're lucky, it's a Brunson. And you got the Brunson game. He went off for 31. He's not doing that again. And you lost. You, you lost the important game. When you got the Brunson game, or heck, Jalen Brunson found a way to score 31, and you lose, that's a killer. It's just a killer for the Mavericks. Uh, switching on over, you listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, we're in Hessman headline number one, breaking down the uh, NBA playoffs. Let's switch over to the East. I'm concerned for the Miami Heat in a different way. The Miami Heat got absolutely throttled in game two at home. And what scared me for Miami is that Boston clearly took advantage of something that they can now continue to take advantage of. Jimmy Butler's been playing unreal basketball. He is terrific. But the problem is, without Kyle Lowry, the the the, the Heat don't have someone else to really play that Miami Heat mentality that Jimmy Butler's instilled so well, which is like, hey, get physical, get a bucket, get a stop. They have shooters, but Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler's not the best at distributing to the shooters. Jimmy Butler's the best at get to my spot on the floor, get me the ball, and I'm going to bully some guys, which is great in the playoffs. And it plays really well in the playoffs. That's why James Harden's always struggled in the playoffs, because he's not that guy. Jimmy Butler thrives in the playoffs because he is that guy. He's got that bulldog mentality. Kyle Lowry has that. Remember those Toronto years with the, the Raptors would constantly get bounced by, by LeBron. First off, ace LeBron James, he was an apex predator at the prime of his career. 
yeah, he destroyed guys. Kyle Lowry, though, he didn't struggle as much in those series as DeMar DeRozan did. DeMar, I think, has now really found that kind of confidence to be more of a bulldog guy. But Lowry was always that. Lowry would never back down from those challenges, and he can really get it and get the shooters in a better spot. So can the Heat find a way to survive to Game 6 and Game 7 and hope that Lowry can come back from this hamstring and be 90% of what he is when he's completely healthy? Can they extend the series to Game 6 or 7? In order to do that, Miami's got to find a way to deal with the Williamses. You know, Boston lost game one a lot because I think they were forcing Robert Williams the third and trying to play big. And what they did the opposite in game two was Williams the third only plays 20 minutes. They go, their other Williams, uh, the three point shooter, uh, their power forward, uh, he gets 32 minutes. They play kind of a small ball lineup and, 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 um, when they go with the smaller Williams, he's a lot like a, uh, a PJ Tucker was when he was in his prime. Kind of a, he can rebound. Big butt guy, uh, but also can hit a dagger three and can really score and get his own shot when he needs to. That kills, that kills Miami because Miami doesn't have another guy right now who can just get their own shot. Bam cleans the boards well and I love Bam's game, but you got to get more than six points from Bam. I mean, in a game two at home and, and Bam can be streaky like that. Now Lowry can help Bam get his offense going. Uh, but Jimmy can't really do that. That's not what Jimmy Strong suit is. And this team is built very much around Jimmy Strong suit when they're all healthy. So I'm a, I'm a little concerned for the Miami Heat. I think they're in some trouble here. Uh, can they find a way to steal a game three or four in Boston? Absolutely. Because Miami is physical. Uh, Miami has a superstar in Jimmy Butler. And they can steal games at any point in time. And, and Miami has guys that can go off and have what we were just talking about with Brunson. They have guys who can do that. Tyler Hero can go off for 28 points. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Strauss is playing really, really well. And, uh, especially, uh, you know, in the offensive end in, in relief of Kyle Lowry. Like he can go off for 25 points. Can somebody get to find a compliment to Jimmy in that way? I think the biggest concern is consistent offense dealing with it. Marcus Smart, um, matches up really well with the Miami Heat. Jason Tatum, is not the type of one I would want to build my team around because I think you need Marcus Smart if your one is Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum doesn't have the dog. He's a lot like Melo to me. Um, I think he's a better defensive player than Melo ever was in his prime. But his type of leadership is just, I'm going to outscore guys. Um, and 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 that only gets you so far. In the playoffs, you need that Marcus Smart type of Jimmy Butler mentality. And as long as Jason Tatum's comfortable with Marcus Smart being that vocal leader, that cone setter leader, but while also everyone on the team knowing that Jason Tatum's our alpha, then then Boston could win a championship. But you kind of saw, like at the end of game one and in, the, in like game six, uh, in you know, game five and game six in that uh, Buck series, there were times when it's like, Jason Tatum doesn't demand the ball. Why is Marcus Smart getting the ball and they losing those games? So it can be tricky. Can can my so can my, Miami can absolutely get back to Miami two two. I think they need to get back to Miami two two to have a chance in this series. Miami cannot rifle off three wins in a row against Boston. It's just they're just offensively not capable of doing it. But they can punch back. They can be a heavyweight fight if Miami can turn this into a heavyweight boxing match. Then they can get back 
to uh, to Miami two two. They can they can win one round, lose one round, win run one round. Miami can absolutely do that. Miami cannot offensively win three games in a row against a Boston team that just has more offense, especially without Kyle Lowry. Now, if Kyle Lowry shows up ready to go earlier in this series, I I like Miami to win this series. But without Kyle Lowry right now, um, I, I just there's Miami's. Miami's offense is flawed without a Kyle Lowry. And, you know, it, it's it's tough. So much of the NBA is like every other sport, right? You win championships based on health. And it stinks sometimes. I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs got blown out in a Super Bowl to Tom Brady's Buccaneers because they got absolutely ravaged on the offensive line with injuries at the wrong time. If they're 100% healthy, does that mean they guaranteed win a championship? Absolutely not. The Bucks could have still won that Super Bowl. Probably still did. They were an elite team and had a very special run. But injuries are a part of the storyline. They're not everything. They're a part of it. If Miami loses this series and Kyle Lowry doesn't play a minute of the series, just like Boston beat my Milwaukee Bucks, who I was riding on, well, the second best player in their in their series, Giannis, is Scottie Pippen. Didn't play. You know, Chris Middleton, it's a factor. It's a part of it. It's a part of it. Do I want to hear the whole, well, Chris Paul was injured, that's why they lost? If you're playing, then you're playing. But if you're not playing, then you're not playing. Does that make sense? I know that's stupid. That sounded really stupid as I said it, but I think it makes sense. If you're playing, I don't want to hear it. You're healthy enough to play. If you're not healthy enough to play, then it is a part of the story. Now, if Boston ends up winning a championship, well, I say there needs to be an asterisk. There was no Chris Middleton. There was no Kyle Lowry. No, absolutely not. Banners fly forever. You know, I still think of that Toronto championship with Kawhi Leonard. That counts. I know that Clay and KD were out. That still counts. Now, I'm not putting an asterisk by it. It's a part of the DVD. It's a part of the narrative. When you look at the box scores, when you go back in history and you look at it, you say, who played in that series for the Golden State Warriors? Who were those guys? LeBron James lost the championship. Who was he, he playing with? Matthew Delva, Delva? Who the heck is that guy? So it's not the whole story. It's a part of it. Uh, and Boston right now, they got to capitalize. Boston has a chance to, to wrap up this series quickly. They don't want Kyle Lowry to play. I guarantee you. If you were to truth serum the Boston coaching staff, they absolutely know that Kyle Lowry is a big difference maker in this series. They don't want him to play. They got to try to wrap this thing up quick, uh, take care of home court advantage, and they'll certainly do that. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Don't go anywhere when we come back. Has been headline number two. We're talking golf. And why golf right now is a microcosm for what the sports world all says they want. But what we're seeing with golf, you shouldn't want it. I'll give you those details next. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's on the mark. As a parent, you... 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you... By Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family giving back. You got to ask them about that no-fear lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. Shop online, CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. Let's jump into it. 
Has been headline number two. Has been's headlines on the mark. All right, headline number two. Golf has a second major going on right now. And golf, in my opinion, is officially in the parody era. The parody era of golf. So what does everyone always say they want in sports? NBA fans, we want parody. We don't like dynasties. LeBron James, eight straight finals. This is boring. What do we get in uh, college football? We want parity, larger playoff, more fair. We want more teams winning more often. Parity. That's what everyone says they want, right? You want parity. Everyone equal chance. Parity. Spread the stars out. Well, we officially have that in golf. Golf is now officially in the parity era. And gosh, is it boring? It is really boring. It is super, super boring and exhausting for fans, for the casual fan. It is not fun. It is not fun. If you are a golf diehard and golf is your number one sport and you live, breathe, eat, sleep, watching and and following the PGA Tour, then maybe this is kind of fun for you. But even then, I would argue, if you're that big of a fan of a sport, you probably have a favorite player. Or like in NASCAR, a favorite driver. In football, a favorite team. And when there is ultimate parity like there is in golf right now, is Will Zalatoris is leading the PGA Championship. Minus nine. Couple shots up on Rory, who had a bad second day. Well, it's not as fun. It's just not. Because what you're what I what I'm getting at is that when anyone can win, just like we had with Scotty Scheffler, that was a great story. He won the Masters. How many in a row did he win? Oh, Scotty Scheffler. Where's this guy coming from? This is gonna be exciting. Maybe he's gonna dominate and have an awesome year. And he misses the cut at the PGA championship. There's no alpha. There hasn't been an alpha in golf in a long time. We've had guys who've had spurts. Spieth had a spurt. Uh, Rory had a spurt. Brooks Kepka had a really nice spurt. You know, uh, I'd even honestly, you know, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, a couple major wins. Spurts. But are we afraid of any of them? Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Scotty Scheffler missed the cut. Colin Morikawa, plus four. Brooks Kepka plus two after after uh, two days. Who else? I, I wrote them all down. John Rahm plus two. Where's the alpha? Where is the what I mentioned in basketball? Where's the apex predator? The reason why we love Tiger Woods and we loved golf watching when Tiger was because it was the field versus Tiger. It was the casual fan going, oh, that look, the looks in his eye. No one's beating him. No one's beating him. And every major, you turn on the TV and it was the, it was the easy conversation that you can, you can take in and swallow. And, you know, it's good baby food. You know, it's easy to digest for the casual golf fan, the casual sport fan who wants to just watch a major and be like, all right, Tiger of the field. Easy. I got a weekend of that. It doesn't matter who it is. If Rory McElroy, his, it would be up to 10 majors now, and be like, oh, Rory, 
Oh, man, here he goes again. The alpha predator is back. But no. Even when Rory led after a day, a guy's got four majors, nothing to scoff at. No one's afraid. No one's like, oh, no, it's going to be Rory. It's a Rory weekend. He's going to come out and destroy everyone. Can he set a course record? No. What does he do? He goes a couple over. And now we got another young guy, Wills Alatoris. They're going to spend a weekend of making Happy Gilmore jokes. And we'll get another young story of another young guy who's got a chance to win parody. How fun is this? Yay. You know, in college football, we'll talk about it later, Jimbo Fisher in Alabama and Nick Saban. One of the reasons that's exciting is because we all know Nick Saban because he has dominated the sport for the last decade. They are the alpha. They are the apex predator. And you know why it's a great story? Because they're being challenged right now. So rules are changing. And their dynasty and their reign may be coming to an end. The Patriots in the NFL, them dominating for so long was thrilling storylines. Thrilling storylines. Who's going to go in to Foxborough? Can Peyton Manning do it? Can Big Ben do it? Philip Rivers, will he get a chance to go in there and dethrone the Patriots? And it was, come at me, come at me, come at me. That's what Tiger was for so long. And it was so entertaining to watch. And now that we have parity and anyone can win, Scotty Scheffler gets hot. He wins. Can't even make the next cut at the major. What are we doing here, golf? Golf needs an apex predator. Serena Williams made tennis and women's tennis great for 15 years because she was a dominant apex predator. And it was, you got to watch who's going to, who's going to get their shot at Serena and up and comers getting their shot. And she just, just destroyed them. Tennis in the men's side has been great for the last decade because they had three guys, three apex predators who are the, probably the three best tennis players of all time, all playing at the same time. This would be great if Rory Brooks Spieth, all had like seven, eight, nine majors, and they just keep winning them all, that would be incredible. Give me three alphas. That's great. That was what Arnie and Jack and Gary Player were. And in and another golden era of golf. There were three golden eras when you had those three, two, two golden eras in golf. Those three guys and then Tiger and Phil. But really, Tiger versus everyone in the world. So it's just getting to this point where Golf is is exhausting for the casual fan. And I know my guy, probably David Amelotti, is listening to this, and he loves, 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 loves golf, and he's going to argue this. No, 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 it's the parody is great. It's just not for the casual fan. If you're trying to get my eyeballs to the screen today and this weekend to watch some PGA Tour golf and to watch the PGA Championship, I want it because, oh, my gosh, Rory versus Brooks and Morikawa? In the final pair, oh, of course, these three guys, John Rahm, he's battling back for his time. But none of those guys are in competition. And that's that's bad for golf because we'll get a story. And Will Salatoris may have a great weekend and, and win a major, and good for him. For a guy like me who loves the sport and loves watching it, I will follow that. But for you, the casual golf fan who I'm speaking to now is listening on, on the airwaves, do you really care about the story of do you got to learn about this kid Will Zalatoris? No. But if I were to tell you guys, tomorrow final pair final two pairs, Rory minus 7, Brooks minus 7, 
And then in the pairing before them, you have uh, Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson at minus six and minus five. Any one of those guys who already have multiple majors is going for another, battling it out. And now that is like, no, no, I got to watch that. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. But none of these guys have stepped up to the plate in that way. I mean, I am so disappointed in Scotty Scheffler, in Dustin Johnson, in Colin Morikawa, in Brooks Kepka, in John Rahm. I mean, what are we doing? Come on. What are we doing? And Rory. Rory had it's it just, I mean, I, you know, he, now, fairness to Rory and Justin Thomas and Bubba Watson, they are some big names at the top of this leaderboard. And today is a moving day. Saturday's moving day. So can you, today could, things could change and Brooks could go out there and shoot a course record and get right back in. I'm praying for that as of this morning gets underway. Praying for it. That's the kind of storylines we need in golf to keep the casual fans engaged because the parody era of golf right now stinks. I want to be done with the parody era. I want to be done. I want to move into the next 10 years. I want to move into the Arnie, Jack, Gary Player era. I want Spieth, Kepka, Morikawa, Johnson, uh, Roar, McElroy. I want them to be just knocking each other's teeth out. Them all to get to six, seven, eight majors. Just start dominating. Or one guy. Just one of them. Go on a run. Go on a five-year run like Tiger and win a major a year. Two majors a year. And when you show up to the golf course, have everyone go, oh, son of a beep. He's locked in. That's better for golf. And it's better for every sport. It's great for college football that Alabama, the dynasty, is now getting challenged. And, and oh, who's coming for big bad Bama? It's great that the Patriots had that run. And now it's the Chiefs and the AFC and we got some Titans and some new battles. And, but yet there's a, there's a dominant force and there's a, there is a, you know, it's great. It's absolutely great. What's not great is if I were to sit here and be like, all 32 teams, they all look like they could go about nine and eight, eight and nine and good luck. I don't know. It's all equal. It's all equal. That's not great. It's not, it's not as great as you think. Uh, trust me. That's what you got in golf right now. And it's, it's kind of, you know, okay. Will Zeltoris. I mean, I get it. I like Will Zeltoris. I think it's kind of funny, the Happy Gilmore meme stuff. But, you know, for the, for the average trans, like, I got to learn about Will Zeltoris. Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck. All right. And Mike Pierre, he's at the top of the leaderboard. Oh, yeah. Abraham Answer. He's up there. That'll be fun. Matt Fitzpatrick. Can't wait to watch him on Sunday. Parody era, not what it's meant to be. Get out of the parody era, golf. Step up. I'm disappointed so far. And guys that I love in the golf world, you just need more. You just need more. All right, uh, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're talking to Sean Watson. Um, what is the NFL going to do? My thoughts, What where I feel as we're going into training camps, how I feel and what I would do if I was the NFL um, with uh, the information that's coming out now. Live and local in America's News Talk 1070, KHMO on the KHMO app. It's on the mark. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070, KHMO, and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Veterans face treacherous situations filled with peril while serving our country. Many veterans come home physically injured, suffering from PTSD, have traumatic brain injuries, or other ailments. 
At an unprecedented time in history, our most vulnerable veterans are isolated at hospitals and their homes. Imagine having to shelter in place forever. Over the past year, Help Heal Veterans has sent nearly a half million therapy kits to isolated veterans and active military. Help Heal Veterans, with the support of citizens like you, creates, manufactures, and distributes therapeutic art and crafts projects for our veterans and military, making things better together. Join us in supporting an isolated or sick veteran and help them through this desperate time. To learn more, visit HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization that has been helping veterans for 50 years. HealVets.org. All of us have felt the effects of isolation during this pandemic, so we can understand a little how some veterans feel. But they will feel like that their entire lives, not just for a year. Over 30% of COVID survivors could experience PTSD, but many veterans have extreme cases of PTSD all their lives. Our most vulnerable veterans remain isolated at hospitals, scared and alone, but you can help. Help Heal Veterans with the support of citizens like you creates and distributes therapeutic art and craft projects for our veterans and military at no charge to them. Learn how you can help an isolated veteran through this desperate time. Visit HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization that has been helping veterans for over 50 years. HealVets.org. Technology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Cloudy today with scattered thunderstorms likely. Highs around 60. Winds out of the north, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Overcast skies tonight. Chance for scattered storms, 43. Tomorrow, high of 65. Right now, 52. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Um, so, Deshaun Watson. Uh, we are getting uh, some stuff out of some pretrial de- uh, depositions now from Deshaun Watson. And um, in this case, and the NFL has already met with Deshaun Watson and uh, it looks like the NFL wants to meet with Deshaun Watson again. According to Pro Football Talk, um, the Watson's camp believes that they should know sometime in June uh, what the NFL will do as far as any sort of punishment goes. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot of the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer, she's fantastic. She says the only thing that's certain is that they want to try to get everything done this summer and earlier than later in the summer. Uh, past that, we don't really know firm dates or all the possibilities. Um, let me just say this. We all uh, have been seeing everything that's going on with um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, right? Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is a lot like we're going to get for Deshaun Watson. Uh, only it's going to be much worse, in my opinion. Because in the Deshaun Watson case... It's going to be 22 different women, civil suits. That's what we're going to get, 22 of these things. And every one of these women deserve to be heard, 
deserve to provide whatever evidence they can to the court to try to get whatever they can out of Deshaun Watson in the ways of uh, money and 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 solace and whatever else they're looking for. Uh, that they they have the rights in this country as as a as a human being as a citizen to to go after. Just like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have a right to say, "Hey, I think I I think you're lying. You think I'm lying. Here's the evidence. Let's hash it out. What does the jury of our peers think?" It's exactly what we're going to get with Sean Watson. Only 22 times. We're already getting in some of this pretrial uh, depositions that uh, come out. Uh, this again from Pro Football Talk. Um, Deshaun Watson testified under oath saying that he knows that trainer Ashley Solis cried after a massage and he admits to sending text messages apologizing for whatever reason she was crying. Because, you know, um, anytime I, I'm uh, getting a massage or, or uh, you know, having interactions with people on a professional level, uh, and they cry, you know, I, I certainly, you know, oh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Why, why is she crying? I don't know what's going on here. Why, why are you crying here? We're just a, a professional interaction here. Why are you crying? Yeah, it's, um, it, we're going to get a lot of this, a lot of this. And it's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be hard to hear. And uh, meanwhile, he's going to be getting paid a lot of money from the Cleveland Browns uh, to be their quarterback. So what we're finding, what we're going to find out, um, from the NFL here in the in the coming weeks is does the NFL want to be in business with a person who's got the character of Deshaun Watson? And again, he will not serve jail time for any of this. The criminal cases are, are out. But a lot like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, Hollywood and those and the studios have to look at each one of the actors and go, do we want to be in business with these people? You know? Uh, I, I don't know if you've been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. I've been following it pretty closely. What it comes down to for me is like, I, you know what? I think they both said and did things they shouldn't have said and did. And they definitely shouldn't be together. They're volatile people. They probably both shouldn't date. <laughs> for a while, it doesn't seem like either of them are good in relationships. Um, but to say that one is absolutely innocent, one is absolutely guilty, I don't know. And Deshaun Watson, I don't know how you're going to, you know, go through all this as well and, and sit there and say, you know what, no, I think Deshaun Watson is absolutely clean. He is a, a victim of, of women lying and saying he did things he didn't do. I don't know how you're going to get through 22 of these depositions and, and firmly believe that. Uh, I think the NFL, if I were them, I would suspend him fully for the year. I would say, listen, uh, we get it. You're not going to go to jail. We get it. You're not going to serve any uh, a sort of jail time or be proven you know, guilty of any of the uh, crimes accused against you. But we're about to have to deal with a, a long, long court processes and, and people in the media covering everything that comes out in this trial, just like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And we don't want to be in that PR business. That's your personal business. Uh, and until all that gets cleaned up and you go through all those courts and trials. Listen, the NFL gave Michael Vick a second chance. This Michael Vick served his time, went through all that the public trial. He wasn't playing on Sunday and then in court on Monday. 
And I think the NFL, if I were them, I would want the same thing with Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't want to be Deshaun Watson plays on Sunday. Where's Deshaun Watson on Monday? Well, he's actually back in court. And we're getting more text messages and we're getting more DMs and more testimony from witnesses proving that he's lying about having no sexual interaction with these women. I, you know, I, I don't think the NFL, if I was the NFL, I'd want to be in that business. I would suspend him for the year. And I would say, as the NFL, you know what? When he's um, when he when it, when he's done with all these courts and trials, and in a year from now, we'll we'll have we'll have served enough punishment. Like if Cleveland wants him to be the quarterback of their team, legally we will we will move forward and have no further uh, unless other things come forward and new accusations or new whatever. Then we'll readdress that when they come. But for this particular set of 22 uh, depositions and everything we got to go through with these civil suits, I would suspend him for the year. That's just me. I, if I was the NFL, I would not want to be in business with Deshaun Watson during all these trials and, 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 and dates and having to worry about when Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, Cleveland is okay with it. Cleveland's very comfortable. They've, they've made it very clear with the contract they gave him. They are very comfortable dealing with all of that and, and scrutiny and, and, and media coverage. And they're very comfortable dealing with the fact that these trials are going to go on and we see all the stuff coming out of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And you see how social media runs with it. And we're going to see all of that coming out with Deshaun Watson. Cleveland's comfortable. If I was the NFL, I wouldn't be that comfortable dealing with it. I wouldn't. And I think the NFL owners are going to put pressure on Roger Goodell to really punish Deshaun Watson and Cleveland because they're just ticked off that Cleveland gave Deshaun Watson that contract anyways. That's what I would do if I was the NFL. We'll wait and see as uh, it's going to be, again, no criminal stuff against Deshaun Watson, but we are going to be in for a year of the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. That's going to be Deshaun Watson's life for the next year as he's going in and settling all these courts. And these these um, the women have a right. It's, their, it's the law in this country. They have a right to go to court and to present their case. And that's what's great about this country. And he has the a- absolute equal right to present his case to defend himself. And that's what's great about this country. Uh, but I think in the end, what we're going to realize is Deshaun Watson's not a great dude. <laughs> not a great dude. Did, you know? And and in the end, the, the Cleveland's okay being in business with him. The NFL, I don't think they should be okay being in business with him during the during the process of these trials. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, we're going to talk Jimbo. We're going to talk Saban. College football Titans battling. And uh, why Saban said what he said. It's on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Dissonance is a musical term that indicates a lack of harmony. Cognitive dissonance is having disharmony in our thoughts. This can happen when we experience a contrast between who we think we are and what we do. You think you're a kind person, then you do something unkind. This internal struggle is real and something we all experience. We're all a work in progress, and now, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can continue to be more and more like Christ, finding harmony in who He says we are and who we act like we are. 
Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Whether you need it to cool off after a workout or warm you up in a hot bath, your tap water is there when you need it. It is even used to produce your morning coffee, the clothes you wear, or cleaning the fruits and veggies you like to snack on. Your water utility works hard around the clock to ensure high-quality drinking water is there when you need it on demand. To learn about your water's journey from source to tap, contact your local water provider. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. The used inventory they have right now is just incredible. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. And I was just talking with our guy Levi Billman over at Cunis Honda Hyundai. He was telling me the new inventory is really starting to come in at a consistent basis, but... A lot of it's getting pre-sold. That's right. Go over to the dealership now and it's like, what do you got new that's coming on in? Or here's what I want that's new. Can we order it? Can we get it done? Uh, and they're making magic happen over there at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, they're the best of the business in the tri-states. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. The last couple of minutes here to wrap up the show. Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher. Let me just start by saying this. I don't like what Nick Saban did in calling out Jimbo and kind of throwing, again, just blank accusations against the wall. And Nick Saban is not one to play the, we are clean, we do everything the right way, and uh, uh, just hard work and nose to the grindstone, and uh, Jimbo Fisher is a cheater and just bought everything. He, I don't think Nick Saban should be saying that. But there's a reason why Saban said what he said, and it's very obvious. Saban doesn't really care about offending Jimbo Fisher. He doesn't care about ticking off Texas A&M. He doesn't. He really doesn't. He is only trying to do is light a fire under his boosters. He's basically saying, hey, listen, you guys didn't cough up enough money. I need you to start coughing up more money. He's trying to make it very obvious and clear. These coaches are now all trying to navigate the NIL. And obviously... Saban is trying to navigate the NIL and learn the best way to do this. It's kind of like when the one-and-done really entered its way into college basketball. His first couple of years, Duke hated the one-and-done. Tried to stay away from it. Programs like Izzo and Michigan State, nah, it's not for us. John Calipari jumped on. Jimbo Fisher, he figured it out. He's jumping on NIL. He's just he, We're going we're gonna to spend money until the NCAA says, oh, no, now you can't do that. There's no rules right now, so just go and they're going wild. Just like it was for one and done at the beginning with Calipari in UK and Kentucky. So Saban, what he's trying to do and what he's understanding, he's learned so far about the NIL is that there's just no limit. You can basically, you can basically buy players. So he's looking around at his boosters and he said these comments in front of the richest boosters at, you know, one of those gala type things, a benefit, and he's challenging them. He's saying, open up the books. Let's go. You know, you're all mad at me that Alabama got out-recruited by Texas A&M. And he's like, no, 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 look in the mirror. I can get the guys here. I can get them in the building. But now, unless you're the ones who are going to write the check for the car dealership or or the local sandwich shop, then 
They're going to walk out of the building because they're going to walk into the building with Jimbo Fisher. He's got a ring. They're an SEC school. They're a big brand, Texas A&M. And they may want to go to Alabama more, but they walk into the building there, and as soon as they do, they get wine and dine by the richest guys on, on campus. And Texas has got big money. So the other thing he's saying is, listen, Alabama doesn't nearly have the boosters and the money that the schools in Texas do. There's guys who didn't go to Texas A&M who are boosters for them just because they grew up an Aggie fan and Texas football, Texas football, iron, 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 Texas football. Like, so Saban is, is all he was trying to do. He, he, in the whole apology and now Jimbo, and good for Jimbo, by the way, for being like, no, screw this. <laughs> if Jim, Jimbo should play the victim as long as he can. I think it's a great narrative for Jimbo. It's great for college football, but really mo- no mistakes. Nick knew what he's doing. He's trying to poke the, his boosters. Uh, thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. Uh, we'll have the podcast up here in a little bit. As always, reach out to me through Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin or on the Mark Kitchmo Facebook page if you want me to talk about something. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs and some parody in golf.